Welcome to episode number 88 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. So I want to take a pause and give you a couple of updates, tell you what's going on, and give you some food for thought because I have a lot of thoughts running through my mind that I want to share with you. So I am just freshly back from Vegas. I went two weekends in a row, which I actually don't recommend, uh, but um, but that was just the way the cookie crumbled this time around. We had tickets to go and see U2 at The Sphere. If you like U2, I mean, going to The Sphere is an incredible experience in general. To go to The Sphere and see U2 was really amazing. I mean, it was almost mind-blowing, some of the stuff that um, they do in terms of the graphics and the nature of just how immersive it is. And the show was really good. So if you, you know, you like the, the music, but, and we're going to talk more specifically about you two in a minute here, but, but it was amazing. We stayed at Caesars Palace, which I've never stayed at Caesars before. I've only been to Vegas a couple times um, in the past. The first time was for my bachelorette party almost, almost 20 years ago. And, um, and, and in Vegas is real interesting these days. It is, it has changed since last time that I went and stayed downtown. I was there recently, um, I think last year for midwifery works for ACNM, uh, and, but we stayed out in Henderson, which is more of like a suburb of Vegas and a little bougie suburb. And, um, and it was cute. It was, you know, it was nice, but it was not the strip. And for those of you who know Vegas, there is like Vegas and then there's the strip, right? And the strip is where there's tons and tons of action. Everything is 10 times the price of what, what it would be about a mile away. And, um, you know, there's a lot of activity and, uh, entertainment and it's fun. So the, the first trip was great. We, um, had a lovely time, went to Heritage, um, by Tom Colicchio, had a lovely dinner. Um, and then just, you know, hung out at the pool at Caesars, which was lovely. Um, I don't know about you, but I love to be poolside or beachside and just have a little bit of time to kind of sit and have a cocktail and, you know, do some reading or not do anything at all. Um, and so it was good. It was just a really refreshing couple of days. Came back home. Um, and for those of you who are like, why don't you just stay there? My, um, my husband had a, um, a work commitment and so he needed to travel. So I came home was with the uh, kids for the week and then went back for a quick 48 hours essentially this past weekend. So I went back this weekend for the Elite NP conference and um, wanted to um, see some of the content, number one, but really wanted to meet so many of you who I have already met at conferences throughout the years and, um, and get in contact with you. So many of you have gone out and started your own private practices like I have, and I wanted to meet some of you in person, and I did, and it was amazing. Um, I met a couple people, particularly in the women's health space, that I've wanted to meet for a long time. One of them is actually going to come on the podcast soon. Um, her name's Heather Quayle. And then I um, got to see some uh, friends and some clients, and you know, it was amazing, and, and also celebrate you know some of the speakers who I know personally, and <clears throat> it was just a lovely experience to feel like, you know, I... I know some of those people and I've contributed in that space and, and to be a part of something that is really what I would call a movement. Right. Um, and, uh, and I give a lot of credit to the elite MP community because I think it really is a larger movement that many of us are, are a part of regardless of whether or not we're, you know, we take any of the courses, but those of us who really are in pursuit of more freedom and flexibility in our lives and who use private practice as a vehicle to create it for ourselves, 
I mean, you know, we are the unicorns and zebras of the nursing profession, right? We are kind of a select breed. Not everybody thinks the way that we think as entrepreneurs and as people who are problem solvers and who are uh, a little bit more willing to take on risk and go out into the marketplace and create a solution when we see a gap in the market or a problem. So to be in a community like that is always really exciting. Um, there was a, um, a speaker presentation on, um, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Stracuzzi, who's uh, created $100,000 months with his private practice. And, you know, it's like the value of being in a room where there are people who are, right, maybe not at the place where you are. There are people who are at the same place you are. And then there are people who are ahead of you doing, you know, the the work that you want to be doing or the the volume or the revenue level that you want to be doing. You know, it's always a great experience to put yourself in a room like that. And so, and I knew that going into it, I figured this would be uh, great. So, and it was, so we had a nice conference. I attended most of it as my, as I usually do. I mean, does anybody ever attend all of the conference? I don't as a rule of thumb. And, um, you know, and, and I, and I am going to be very, very honest with you. You know, if you're like me, you come prepared to these conferences anymore with like a million fucking things in your backpack to keep you warm. And I, after many years of having Hashimoto's and, um, you know, uh, mixed connective tissue disease and like, right, like, and, and, and suffering as a woman or a human, we'll just say, because there are other humans out there who probably feel the same way I do. Um, beyond women, but to be a, an individual who sits in a cold conference room and literally feels like she's frozen, like uh, sitting in a meat fridge, I, that's how it feels to me in most of these conferences. So I, over the years, have gotten you know very prepared, as probably many of you can relate. I come with a shawl. I come with, um, you know, I mostly wear long pants, and you know, we're we're in Vegas. I mean, it's like 85 degrees out, at least, if not higher. Um, hotter in the sun and you know I'm I'm schlepping in there with like you know a um, you know shawls and and a a ton of layers I usually come I bring I have a special um, travel coffee mug that I use only for when I travel I usually you know fill it with hot tea so that I can keep my you know warm body fluids I usually have a cup of coffee or you know one cup of tea one cup of decaf like I mean I'm like you know it's not my first rodeo you know what I'm saying like I, I I get you know I know how to do this anymore but but I had to laugh because I was sitting there and it was so cold and I thought, what the hell? I should just, you know, try to get on the virtual conference and go sit at the pool. And I almost did it. <laughs> and I stopped myself, you know, in the middle of it because that's my true introvert nature. I would rather, you know, or my maximizer too, right? This is off my Clifton Strengths profile. I love to be the person who has the conversations and builds the relationships and and I know I'm also heavily introverted, and so I like to just protect and preserve my energy for when I can, um, and then also really maximize the experience, right? If I'm in an 85-degree place and there's a gorgeous pool, and uh, I can go sit and have a cocktail and sit at the pool with an AirPod in, even though the conference is literally 200 feet away, I'm going to fucking do that, you know, right? This is a podcast called Nurses Living the Good Life for a Reason. Okay, if you don't know, if you're new to this community, number one, welcome and thanks for being here. But number two, we talk a lot about living the good life and that is really different from for everybody and that's okay. You get to choose what your version of the good life is. My version of the good life is not sit, sitting in a fucking meat chamber where I feel like I am frozen to the bone. Okay, so um, anyways, but um, 
<laughs> thanks for listening to my little rant on that. So, so, but it was lovely and it was so nice to just touch base with so many of you and to meet you and, um, you know, to, you just encounter, uh, people who came up to me and said, Hey, I know you from your podcast. And like, that shit's crazy. Okay. Cause I just want to mention that if you're thinking ever, if you're a nurse entrepreneur, um, in private practice, you're thinking about doing a podcast. I just want you in, or maybe you're doing webinars or you're a coach and you do free trainings. I just want you to think about the fact for a moment that the work that you do, all of the value that you put onto the world, maybe it's a podcast or it's a freebie, it's a downloadable resource or guide. It's a, um, a free webinar or training that you do. It's an ebook that you write. All of that shit people actually download and read and consume. And that shit, even though you created it one day sitting in your office with, you know, a cup of coffee and you put together your little ebook and then you put it out into the universe and people actually consume it. And some people and most people Um, many people will get value from that, which I think is kind of one of those things that I forget sometimes of all of the trainings and webinars and eBooks and all the things that I've created that go out into the universe. And I kind of forget about them. And then somebody comes to me and is like, Hey, I listened to your podcast and you know, this really stuck out for me, or I really love that interview you did with, you know, Jackie Piazza or, um, you know, um, any of the, you know, wonderful, um, nurses that I brought onto this podcast and, and other non-nursing humans. Um, so I just want you to remember that if you're out there in the world, right, there is a chance that you've created some value for somebody beyond what you even appreciate and beyond what maybe we traditionally think of creating value. If you're a person who sees patients in the office and you're used to creating a 99213 or a 99214 visit and you're like, I just do 15 minute visits and you create a lot of value there. But I also just want you to think that if you are someone who has created, you know, some guides or resources or patient booklets, like people actually consume those and they value from, they benefit from all that value that you created for them. So um, just a shout out to all of you who are, you know, investing in your clients and in your communities in that way and your patients. I mean, it does make a difference. And this weekend was a great reminder of that because I do, I do sometimes forget, you know, we're on I think this is episode 88, and sometimes I do forget that all of the value um, that I created from my little office in Cleveland, Ohio, that somebody somewhere around the country could be listening and could value, could benefit from it. So, um, so, so that's always fun. Um, and I think today, I, the bigger picture that I want to talk about that I just want to share with you is one of the the takeaways that I had from Vegas from being there two weekends in a row. And it's about money. And it's probably not in the you know typical sense that we talk about money in terms of business and generating um, you know revenue and turning profit and all that. But I just want to take pause and really talk about the flow of money. Because when you come into my programs, whether it's in coach training or in the, you know, you come to us via the podcast or you come into um, the mastermind or any of the coaching we do in Nurses Living the Good Life or the upcoming, um, the Nurse Practitioner Business Accelerator program, if you have come into that, you have probably heard me talk about money and the flow of money and how money, if you think of money, one of the beneficial ways to consider what money is, is to consider it as a resource, right? Most people don't necessarily want money, but there are a lot of people who want money, right? But like the bigger question and the bigger 
asking for many people is what can I do with the money? Right? Like I don't necessarily want a million in the bank, though I wouldn't, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't mind it. I, well, let me just rephrase that. I would like to tell the universe, yes, I'm welcoming and open to a million in the bank. And, but here's the other thing. Like the next question is to say, but what does the a million in the bank give you? Is it time freedom? Is it freedom of choice? You know, living where you want to live, being with what partner or not that you want to be with or don't want to be with? Is it afford you the opportunity to send your kids to the schools that you want to send them to? Um, Does it afford you the luxury of travel? Does it afford you the ability to be resourced in a way that maybe you weren't resourced otherwise, like to hire someone to come in and do your cleaning and your cooking and to pay for somebody to do your grocery shopping, right? Like there are a lot of things that money can buy or create for us which are usually considered valuable. Um, the typical one I think for, for many of us is cleaning your house, right? There's a conversation that I have with a lot of clients about housekeepers and like having someone to come in to actually clean your home. And why? Well, here's the reality. You may enjoy cleaning and if you do, good for you. Um, I love that for you. If you don't enjoy cleaning or if you desire to use your time on the weekends or during the week in a different way that doesn't involve spending two to four hours, maybe cleaning, you know, a section of your home, then you may be the person who uses money in order to create a resource, which is having, hiring a housekeeper, having someone come in. And then in return, you get more time freedom, right? You aren't spending those two to four hours on, you know, a uh, on the housekeeping aspects. Um, same thing of why we hire MAs, LPNs, and assistive support staff in the office space, right? Like if you want to run the whole office on your own, you certainly could, but we also know that there's this thing called working to the, you know, um, the top scope of your license and, um, or working to the top of your license, right? Which is that it doesn't really, if you don't generate money, um, you know, doing blood pressures and or submitting bills or submitting prior auths, then we should maybe allow you to do the work that that helps you to create revenue or create value in your practice and then hire someone in a resource to support you in getting all the other tasks done for the for the practice. So but so I think the bigger conversation again is not do you want to have money? It's what with money, what do you desire to do? How do you desire to spend your time? How do you desire to be resourced in your life? Um, and really, you know, as you know, we talk about living the good life and, and really getting clear on what's my version of the good life. And is money a vehicle that can support getting me from where I am today to where I desire to be, right? Just doing a traditional gap analysis. Like I'm here, if I have an extra hundred grand in a year, what would I do with that? Well, maybe I would buy some of my freedom, my time freedom back by, you know, hiring the housekeeper, hiring someone to come in and do meal prep for me on the weekends, hiring someone to do grocery shopping and maybe hiring someone to transport my kids to all these fucking practices that they, that they are going to and all the extracurricular enrichment activities that, you know, um, are taking up time, you know, me as the parent Uber. Um, right. So, so what is that desire? And really, again, is money the vehicle that can support creating the transformation from, you know, where you are today to where you desire to be to your version of the good life. What's so fascinating about Vegas is that Vegas is a nonstop flow of money. 
And if you look around, right, there's always a flow of money. There's something like $17 billion that typically flows in and out of the markets um, on a day-to-day basis. And that's because, right, we are in different time zones. There's always money flowing. There's um, markets that open and close in America and then markets that open and close in Asia. And there, But there's always a transfer of money that is occurring. There is a flow that occurs of money. And Vegas is one of the best examples of that. Why? Because you can go at any time into a casino and you can spend money. And it's fascinating to be in a casino and to walk through a casino. I don't particularly gamble. I, I spent a dollar out of two weekends. I spent $1 on the slot machine um, and uh, figured, you know, and lost it. And I was like, no, nah, the hell with that. Like gambling is just not for me. Um, I know other ways to make money in my business that are uh, the the risk is not so um, terrible, right? Like the odds are not so terrible uh, against me for making money as they are with gambling. So, um, but so if you are anywhere where you are in a casino or in Vegas, you're maybe you're in Caesars like me, and maybe you're watching people line up for the Adele show. Maybe you are watching people at the high stakes, you know, high rollers tables or in the middle, right? When you walk into Caesars, there's this central portion. It's this carved out, um, center bowl almost. And there are several tables. These are all of your high roller, high stakes tables, I don't even know what they play. Like I, again, gambling's not my thing. So maybe it's craps, maybe it's blackjack, maybe it's something else. But the there is so much cash that is flowing in and flowing out. Then you look at a place like Caesars and you say, okay, well, what what else is going on where there's a tremendous flow of money? There are restaurants in there. There are people eating at all hours of the day because they are gambling at all hours of the day. There are also slot machines on every wing of Caesars. There's a slot machine somewhere, right? There's money. People are putting money into slot machines and they are probably not making a lot of money back because that's how slot machines work. But there there's, so we've got, um, we've got food being purchased. We've got high rollers and high stakes tables in the middle. We've got hotels, right? People are coming in and they are staying at Caesars. They are, um, you know, purchasing hotel rooms. They're maybe dining in for room service because they don't want to go downstairs. Um, there are also um, uh, the slot machines. We've also got performers like Adele. We've got entertainers who are coming in and they are grossing. I don't know how many dollars. It'd be interesting to see how many dollars you know uh, Adele grosses. I think for U2, there the U2 charges the Sphere four million per night on a concert that they do, which means that if they're charging the Sphere four million, I'd imagine the revenue generated by the Sphere for all of the people in Vegas who are coming, all the merch that is uh, purchased, all the drinks that are consumed. Uh, all of the you know, nearby restaurants that then get reservations because people are coming there. Like there's an incredible amount of of money circulating and a flow of money that is tremendous. Um, then what else do you have? If you are at Caesars, you also probably know about the forum shops. There are luxury shops. I mean, anything from Balenciaga to Louis Vuitton to Prada. Actually, I don't know if Prada is at... Um, uh, the forum. It's definitely over at the Venetian. Um, and I went in and tried on a magnificent bag uh, at uh, Prada and actually found a bag that was stolen from me when we got robbed many years ago. And um, it, it's made a comeback. This is like a, this is a vintage bag that they brought back. And I walked in and saw it and I was like, oh my God, that's my old purse, which I love this beautiful black quilted purse. Um, 
So, but uh, there is Fendi, Prada, Louis Vuitton, Ferragamo, um, Nike store. There's, I mean, there's, there's everything. There's a little bit of something for everybody. There's the Brighton store. There's, there are so many different shops and so many then restaurants also in the forum. So you have people who, again, are, they're maybe sitting at Caesars, they're spending money there, they're going and having something to eat. Maybe they're going to performance like Adele uh, later or you two at the Sphere. And then they're going and they're um, also spending their money on um, things like new shoes and, uh, you know, bags and, um, you know, a new pair of pumps and, and outfits and, you know, the most amazing, uh, items. So there are inevitably, when you look at Vegas from a standpoint, and we're just talking about Caesars and for every Caesars palace, there's Paris hotel, there's, um, the, um, MGM grand, there's the cosmopolitan, there's, um, Aria, there's the Win, there's like you know, a good 15 of these large institutions that are money machines, essentially. And so when you take a step back and you look at that and say, wait a minute, like the flow of money through here is unbelievable. It just gives you a sense of all of the flow of money that's happening around you. And I think one of the things that I took away from this trip, and I didn't pick up on it last time we were there. Um, oh, we also forgot the pool. Um, for those of you who have been to Vegas just recently, like I, you know, again, the um, I went there a year ago, was out in the burbs, and so didn't have much to do with the strip activity. Tw- almost 20 years ago, when I was there for my bachelorette party, I don't remember it being such a pool city. Like there were certainly pools, but I don't remember the pools being day clubs. And now around about 11 a.m. in Las Vegas on the strip, if you are trying to get a cab or an Uber, you are having a terrible time because there are all these skinny little gals who are walking around and young boys with drinks in their hands and their little bikinis on. And they are out there trying to get cabs and Ubers to get to the day clubs because they go and day drink. And then I don't know, they must go home and take a nap. And then they probably go out and drink at night in the clubs, which that's a lot for me in general, but I, it was fascinating to watch. So, so we're not even right. So, and we have probably just scratched the surface of the number of revenue streams out of, you know, a place like Caesar's palace. Um, we, I mean, there's probably a couple uh, other that we're not even thinking of, but, but you get my point, which is that when you look at a place like Caesar's palace and you start thinking about all the money that's flowing around you, and all the money that flows in and out of there on a daily basis, whether it's also sports betting, that's another huge one that we've not even uh, scratched the surface of. There are so many opportunities for money flowing in and out. And so now we could talk about this from the standpoint of business owners, and we go into a lot of this with um, the business coaching that I do and thinking about money. But for you here today, I just want you to just pause and have an awareness. If you are a person who... Um, you know, thinks about purchasing things. Maybe it's a, maybe it's coach training, you know, for $5,000. We just launched our coach training right now. The early bird deal for up until this uh, Sunday is um, a $5,000 for coach training, six month program. But if you're thinking of, you know, making money, uh, spending some money, I just want you to think of a place like Caesar's Palace where the flow of money is extraordinary. Probably, in the hundreds of millions of dollars on a day-to-day basis. I would have to guess. 
And I just want you to have an awareness around that because when you start to look at the decisions you make around money in your life, I want you to have an appreciation for the fact that there are places in our own country, You, some of you may even live in Vegas listening to this, there are places in our country where the flow of money is tremendous. And we're a part of that. And when you start to think about investing and spending money, I just want you to have an awareness that there is a flow of money that is all around me. And for many of you, that's really a useful tactic because if you are living as a person who looks at programs and opportunities and all you think is, I can't afford that, there's not enough money. If you are a business owner, you see clients and you're like, we don't have enough clients. I'm not getting enough clients. There aren't enough clients to go around. If you look at your competitors and you think, well, she's getting more clients and you know, there's just not going to be enough of them to go around. I just want you to remind yourself. I want you to tell your brain, point it to the direction of evidence that does exist, which says that there is a lot of money flowing around me at all hours of the day at all times. And I get to choose whether or not I'm going to believe that there's an abundance of money out there and an abundance of flow of money or whether or not I look at it and think, oh no, there's not enough. I mean, one look at Caesars and you, you can't help but just think, holy shit, there's a lot of money flowing through this place right now. Like an insane, an inordinate amount of money. Not only money that Caesars is making, but money that people are spending and especially right now at a time when we may have, you know, we're hearing from the Fed, whether it's a, um, you know, interest rate discussion or whether it's discussions about a possible recession or, and go to a place like Vegas and all of that is laughable because you're like, wow, people are spending. So I just want you to have an appreciation for that. And I think this is a good conversation for, again, those of you who are working with money on a day-to-day basis in your businesses, and you're starting to look at it from an awareness. If you ever, though, start to feel like there's just not enough to go around, which, by the way, is a totally normal thought, nothing's gone wrong here, I just want you to take a pause, and I want you to go and check out Vegas. And I want you to just go watch some videos online of Vegas. I want you to consider maybe taking a trip to Vegas, standing around while money, standing in Caesar's Palace while the money flows around you. It is incredible. And it's a really good reminder of a fact that as a business owner, we get to participate in that. We get to create that kind of activity in the marketplace for our clients and for ourselves as business owners. We get to do good and do well. So, so it's all around You get to choose whether or not you, what kind of relationship you want to have with money, how you look at it. And don't forget that if you ever get into that place of scarcity where you're like, shit, I don't even know if people can afford this, or I don't even know how this could happen. I just want you to remind yourself every night you too is charging $4 million to the sphere to come and put on a show for about two hours. Every night Adele is coming in and she is generating uh, probably a good four to five million dollars at least in revenue, right? Off of the shows that she's doing in her residency in Las Vegas. I just want you to remind yourself of that. It's so powerful if you're willing to see it. Okay. So, um, coach training and the nurse practitioner business accelerator, those are two of our programs that are coming up before the end of the year. If those are things that you think would be of interest to you, um, check us out, come go to the website and, uh, or send an email over to Ann at Ann More information coming soon. 
don't miss out. These are good programs. And if you're in business or you want to do coaching, you know, you want to live the good life. This is, uh, this has been designed for you. So, okay. I'll talk to you soon. So glad to be home from Vegas. And, uh, remember point your brain in the direction of evidence that money is all around and you get to choose the relationship you want to have with it and what you think about it. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.